0: Thus, we must ever focus one eye on the past to know what God intended, what He taught and promised, showing how we ought to love and serve Him. All those generations gone before can also teach us, both those in the Scriptures faithfully recorded, and all those from every age in every land whom Jesus has delivered from their sin and bound back to Himself in love. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is volume 4, number 5, Practical Theology. Christians don't live merely in the present. In a very real sense, we live in eternity as well, and we are reinforced in all the resources eternity offers as we set our minds on the things that are above and look up to Jesus, exalted in glory. But as we look up at Jesus, he guides us to look back. Look back to our creation, to God's purpose for us, to His promises, covenant, and law, to Jesus' great redeeming work, and even to the lives and legacy of our Christian forebears. The Christian vantage point on life includes both looking up and looking back, as we will see in this installment of Vantage Point, entitled Look Back. One thing, wrote David, would he earnestly and early seek that he might see the Lord in all the beauty of his holy word and meditate on him continually. Paul said as much as well, instructing us to set our minds on things that are above, where Jesus sits at God's right hand, to love and know him better, and to learn to trust him more completely. And as John reveals, such gazing with the heart's eye lets us see the Lord in all his glory, so that we might know his pleasure, he whose spirit seals us in him more completely As we look up to him day by day, we see his eyes of flame and press on harder for the prize of knowing him. Our names are in the book of life he holds close to his breast, and we rejoice to see his purity, his face flushed with the glory of God's wondrous grace, which radiates on us that we might be made more like him. And resting in his hand, his scepter of uprightness prompts us to consider what we owe him, what is due him from us daily as we take our stand for him. For we were made to be upright before the Lord, as Solomon explains, but we have sought out schemes and taken pains to mar his likeness in us, and in spite of his persistent faithfulness and love, we easily lose sight of what the Lord intended for us and of what his word instructs us to pursue. The essence of what we have been created for may be concisely stated. We were made to be upright. And in the kingdom of our Lord, where night and day he rules us for his glory, we must seek to be so, just as he intends. Thus, looking up reminds us that to grow in grace, to seek the kingdom, and to know the Lord, we must look back as well. The ends we strive to realize are anchored in God's purpose for us from the start. The old ways and the ancient paths, as we are told, are good, and we should walk there, not in sin and ignorance. As C.S. Lewis said, We need to know the past, for those who do not know it will be always subject to the cataract of nonsense that instead pours from the press and microphones of our own day. We'll take the presentism bait, unless we have discernment and can rate the vain opinions, views, and lies that power into our souls each day by God's sure, true, and holy standard, which he from the start Intended for our blessing. Set your heart and mind on Christ exalted. As you do, look back to where you've come from, as the word of God explains. For looking up and looking back creates a vantage point that we may tack on confidently as we seek the Lord. The Lord created Eve and Adam in his image and his likeness. By the first, he made us spiritual, that we might thirst for him and never give ourselves to sin. The second, in his likeness, references the character of God, that he is good and upright, and intended that we should be in our character like him. For thus we would be loving, holy, selfless, true, and upright in our ways, as God is all these things. And as we overcome the fall, we grow to bear his stamp, bring glory to him, and extend his goodness in the earth. The Lord, exalted at the Father's right hand, rules that we might once again upright and holy be, we who by second birth delight in him and in his word and seek his kingdom and his righteousness. We see him in his glory, and we know that we will be like him one day when he will speak to us and say, well done. We look up to him and look back as well to Eden, where all things were very good in Adam's care, and he and Eve took up the charge to do God's will on earth, delighting in him and his will. Then all was beauty, bounty, free of sin, and pure, as all the earth would be if they continued upright and to stand together in God's word. They fell because they failed to look up to the Lord and to look back at what he taught them they should do, to know his blessing and obey his laws. The glory of that very good sixth day is what God yet intends for us, that we might thus redeemed, restored, and upright be. Since that day, forward in his word, the way that we should live to know the blessings of the Lord is carefully explained and shown. For God reveals his will and has made known his purposes and the greatness of his love by all his great and precious promises, his statutes, precepts, testimonies, laws, and rules, and by the people who his cause have owned, those people who are truly his. Thus, we must ever focus one eye on the past to know what God intended, what he taught and promised, showing how we ought to love and serve him. All those generations gone before can also teach us, both those in the scriptures, faithfully recorded, and all those from every age and every land whom Jesus has delivered from their sins and bound back to himself in love. For we are but the latest generation of a family created by God's love and spanning every age of history. Our family tree abounds in fruit to feed and nourish us, and we are ill-advised such splendid fruit so wholesomely comprised to overlook or to neglect. Indeed, how can we even start to know what we must be, where we must go, without some sense of where we're from? For not until our whence is clear can we our hence discern. To see our providence and heritage with clear and constant vision is to recognize the Lord's trajectory and enterprise, His purpose and economy brought near to us in Jesus and diffused throughout the world and every age, and to discern our place, embrace our calling, grow and learn what we must be, what we must be about, to know the fullness of our God and be the people He created and intends that we should be. For every life transcends the present— and fits in some history. The upright path wherein the truth lies, and the way of righteousness adorned with peace and joy unfolds, is found within the crease of history that flows from that good land in Eden, through the promises of God to Abraham, his law to Moses, all the prophets and apostles, and withal the lives and works of Christians who have trod this mortal coil and left a heritage and legacy for our enrichment. As we set our minds on Christ, we see He has in His strong hands a rule for every age, to seek and tread that upright path. Thus we, while looking up to Jesus, basking in His high, exalted glory, must begin to seek our place within the history of God's great works and His unfailing Word. Both looking up and looking back will thus prepare, equip, transform, and further us, in our desire to love and serve our Lord. Visit our website, www.ailbe.org, that's A-I-L-B-E dot org, and you'll discover a wealth of resources that are available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. Next, in Volume 4 of the Inverse Theology Project, we listen in as the devil boasts of making a mess of things on earth in Part 4 of Satan Bound, Until then, for the Fellowship of Iowa and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.